Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Woo! It's Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made it, babies. We made it all the way to Friday. Friday. And I'm just so excited to be here at the end of the week and to share this uh, this time with you guys. I know I say that every night. I hate to say, I never liked reruns as a kid. I hate to sound like a, a rerun, but I got to give a shout out of appreciation, you guys, because I know you have so many options on where you spend your time, where you get your information, who you listen to. And I mean, genuine, genuinely, I'm like honored that anybody ever listens to my show. So I want to let you know I listen every night. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> the question is, would my man, you know, that voice, would he be listening if he wasn't paid to listen? You, you know what? I I can tell you he, he would because there's been times when he's been off and sticks was filling and in. And I'm still listening. And he's listening and he's calling in. Right. Uh, anyway, glad to have you guys here with me. We're going to uh, the, the question of the day is, is it really 1984? with Big Brother watching over us? Or do we really need to rewind back to 1938? And Wayne Allen Root wrote a piece today in Front Page Mag that I want to open the show with you guys. We're going to talk about that. Of course, it's Friday and Bob Walters will be here with his education segment. And clearly we could not be in a state of 1984 or even in a state of 1938 uh, without the indoctrination that's gone on in our schools, in our mainstream media, and in our social media. We're going to round out with the Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And please feel free to call in if you've got any any topics you want to talk about. Kabul is falling. Uh, the Taliban is taking over Afghanistan. Um, would this be happening under a Trump administration? No. Um, however... Uh, I, before I get into the 1938, I didn't really have a chance to talk much about Afghanistan. We never should have been over there. We should have only been there in a targeted stance to go and take out uh, Osama bin Laden. This was a mistake on George W. Bush's fault, who never understood who the enemy was, didn't understand the history of Afghanistan. And we either needed to go in there and get Americans out and uh, do a, a, a Jimmy Doolittle-style raid and completely wipe out the country, get get the women and children and Americans out and completely wipe it out, or we needed to not, or just send in the special ops into the mountains where Osama bin Laden was and drag drag him out and not waste time and treasure there. Uh, we need to stop sending our military in uh, for nation rebuilding. This I said at the I said back in 2005. This had nothing to do with WMD. It had to do with George W. Bush mistakenly thinking that if we just bake some apple pies over there, if we just showed them a little taste of democracy, they would love us. In spite of the fact that on September 11th, those who flew planes had actually lived among us. Osama bin Laden and his family are attached to Harvard. That was a failed. That was a failed plan from the jump, and Trump knew it, and that's why he made a commitment. Was the first president in decades who did not take us into war um i will get into the 1938 in a moment but first i gotta bring in the man it's dj potato skins there's tremendous spirit in our dj, DJ, DJ potato skins tremendous spirit still honor president trump every time we play something like that but i have to say andrea as you and i talked about before the show where is former president trump why is he not being vocal right now with everything going on yeah because uh the obama the biden administration um, I talked about this last night. I read the HR bill 
um, that will instruct the Department of Homeland Security to um, to restrict travel in the United States of America uh, based on jabs. And uh, now today, more people are reporting on it. Newsmax is reporting today that the Biden administration is weighing possible penalties for Americans who don't get jabbed and ways to make their lives more uncomfortable. We are creating, we are in the process, speaking of 1938, of creating an underclass of of citizens who who will be punished simply because of who they are. That is 1938. Um, The the blaze continued. Um, One alleged strategy Biden administration considered was requiring Americans to get a passport for interstate travel, which means not just airplanes, but you couldn't even cross state lines in your car. That is show me your papers. That is 1938. Uh, In the article here, uh, they quote a couple of Republicans saying, while Biden is considering mandating vaxes for interstate travel, he's allowing a record number of illegals to cross. Uh, Tom Cotton said the same thing. That is the most ridiculous argument I have ever heard in my life, Republicans. They don't give a crap about you pointing out hypocrisy. You think that's a winning argument with a communist in the United States of America that are trying to turn us into 1938 Pre-Holocaust Germany? That's ridiculous. Oh, and then they go on to quote conservative editor Josh Jonah Goldberg, requiring proof of vax is one of the dumbest, most unworkable and counterproductive ideas out there. Oh, so that's a quote conservatives counter to this is that it's unworkable. It's dumb. This is from Newsmax. What's dumb and unworkable is these lame, ridiculous responses from people that are supposed to be conservative. Where is Trump speaking out on behalf of the freedoms of the American people? He's nowhere. We are literally on the verge of pre-World War II Germany. Last night, I talked about how the Army Reserves, no, the Army National Guard is literally running ads to hire people for camps. Lastly, they quote uh, Liz Wheeler. Uh, who said via Twitter, and you know that I know Liz, I did her show every Monday for five years, mandating the COVID vax for interstate travel has been discussed. Uh, heck no, this is called a test balloon to prepare treat people for when the Biden administration drop, uh, drops this dictate. This is outrageous. Doesn't go far enough, Liz. That's not far enough. It's a good start, but yeah. Yeah, it's not far enough. See, they love to quote Liz as the token hard-hitting conservative gal Because she never really goes there. She never really goes there. Here's the truth. Pamela Geller put this out today. The establishment of the Jewish ghetto at Lotz, for example, was justified as a measure necessary to protect against the dangers of epidemic disease. And soon after concentration, of course, Jews in these ghettos did begin to suffer from higher rates of infectious disease. Yeah, they were starved. They were put in there together and denied treatments, right? like ivermectin and budesonide. These outbreaks of disease allowed Nazi medical philosophers to justify the continued concentration of the Jews in terms of a medical quarantine. Medical police powers were often invoked for such actions. On December 1, 1938, the German government had granted health authorities broad powers to confine anyone suspected of being a carrier of infectious disease. This allowed officials to confine individuals to a certain area or to transport them to hospitals or to other appropriate areas. The measure was most commonly used for uh, for tuberculosis victims. Don't believe me yet that we're 1938? Okay. Wayne Allen Root. And excuse me for reading from other people, but when I find something that so coherently, so succinctly, so powerfully states the truth, I got to read it to you guys. 
um, from Wayne Allen Root, front page mag. And, and Wayne Allen's a friend of mine. I've done a lot of work with him in the past. He's been on my show a million times. There ain't anybody better, in my opinion. Of, he's uh, great. He's the one that should be quoted in Newsmax and places out there. But they don't want to. They want to quote the the lesser than hard-hitting conservatives because it's because it doesn't really speak to the to the full truth. Here's the truth. He said, this is the most important commentary I've ever written. It's time for me to play the part of Paul Revere. The communist tyrants and dictators are coming. The communist tyrants and dictators are coming. They're coming for unvaccinated Americans. This is 1938. I'm a Jew, and he is. I now understand just a little of what it felt like to be a Jew in 1938. No, it's not the Holocaust. Nothing can be compared to the Holocaust ever. But 1938 was not the Holocaust. It was the pre-Holocaust. It was the time before the nightmare when the foundation was being laid to destroy the freedom, free speech, businesses, and lives of millions of Jews. Everything happening today to the American people, to the U.S. Constitution, to freedom, and particularly to unvaccinated Americans reminds me of 1938. This is only the beginning, and it gets much worse from here. First, the papers. Republicans ask for papers for migrants who broke into the country. Democrats don't know that's racism. Republicans ask for papers every two-year federal elections. No, that's racism. Now Democrats want American citizens, not illegal aliens, not criminals, but patriots to produce American citizens to produce papers 24 seven. We'll need papers to enter restaurants, bars, nightclubs, concerts, casinos, conventions and hotels and to board a train, plane or bus. We'll need papers to enter a supermarket or we'll starve to death. All for the crime of being unvaccinated against what? Wait for it. The flu. And he's right, because this is a virus, a different kind of but it's a virus. All for the crime of being unwilling to get injected, uh, to inject an untested, rushed to production, experimental for emergency use only, shot into our bodies. Weren't Jews injected with experimental ju- drugs by the depraved Nazi government? Wasn't that a key part of the Nuremberg trials? That no government could ever again inject in- experimental shots into the bodies of unwilling citizens? Isn't that a basic human right? Where is Donald Trump? He should be coming out against this instead of sitting back and only wanting to accept credit that he that he participated in rushing these to market and as Wayne Allen talks about here this isn't about the vaxes you want to get them go get them this is about the this is about the use of 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 coronavirus panic and fear as a way to subjugate millions of Americans into an underclass this is all about power he goes on to say uh, forcing, injecting, uh, forcibly injecting Americans who don't want it. That's 1938. There's much more in common with 1938. Mask mandates. If you're scared, wear them. I'm not scared. I don't want to wear them. Mandates are about forcing individuals to lose their freedoms, uh, individual rights. That's 1938. Lockdowns are a match with the Warsaw Ghetto. Jews were locked down. Jews couldn't work. Jews couldn't travel. Jews, Jewish businesses were labeled non-essential. If government can force us to close our businesses, to kill our jobs, to decide who is non-essential, then this is 1938. Stars on clothing, it's coming. The vaccinated get into restaurants, bars, concerts, etc. They keep their jobs. The rest of us are marked as subhuman for life. That's the star. That's 1938. Media and social media, the public relations are the public relations wing of the government. That's called propaganda. Remind you of 1938? Back then, the Jews' books were burned. Today, it's those, it's those of conservatives, patriots, and specifically the unvaccinated. We are silenced. Our facts are labeled misleading. Only the facts that agree with the big government's agenda count. That's 1938. Door-to-door intimidation and making list of those who disagree with the government knows best. 
Trust me, that army of door-to-door vaccine brainwashers will soon be turned into a Gestapo of gun grabbers. The 1938 was the year Nazis banned Jews from owning guns. They took them door-to-door. That's 1938. Wrapping up here, only days ago, a former Department of Homeland Security official said the unvaxxed should be on a federal no-fly list. That's exactly how Nazis attacked the Jews and others who disagreed with their agenda. It was always list. List of people to be disappeared in the middle of the night. List of those to be sent to re-education camps. List of those to be sent to concentration camps. List of enemies of the state. It's happening again. Maybe this time you'll only lose your job or free speech. This is, again, 1938. It's all disgusting and disgraceful, but I'm warning you, this is just the start. It's all going downhill from here fast. This is the end of America. This is 1938. I'm going to take a break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Switching gears. Uh, well, I mentioned at the top of the show when I was talking about how we, you know, whether whether you think we're in 1984 with Big Brother or back to 1938 like Wayne Allen Root, we wouldn't be in either of these situations if it was not for the indoctrination of so many Americans in our schools. I don't think we realize, you know, Bob and I, Walters and I have been doing these segments for years, but the even Bob and I are shocked at times with the extent of the indoctrination that's going on um last week he brought us more good news than bad so i don't know because he sent me the list and i didn't have a chance to look too deep at it um but welcome back to the show bob walters do you have more good than bad this week well i don't have more good than bad but i have maybe a balance of good and bad oh okay i'll take it child because that open of the show me having to talk about how we're like 1938 just had me in a foul mood so thank you for bringing me some good news you're welcome all right. So one of the key points to begin with is Florida okays school vouchers for COVID-19 harassment of kids who choose not to wear masks. Some districts now require parents, but to require masks, but the parents can opt out. However, if that student faces exclusion from any events or is isolated or bullied, he can get money by voucher to transfer to another public or private school. Oh, I love that. That is good. Oh, that's you. You want to you want to bully and punish this kid? Uh, the they're gonna the the school board or whoever is gonna write a check to send that yeah. kid elsewhere. Love it. See, they'll make them pay it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, the parent organization Florida Citizens Alliance has sued Broward County Schools after two public records were denied. They requested them and they were denied. The 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 issue is getting detail on the forty two books and classes or the library, that have been pornographic on a terrible extent, Hmm. but will not share it with the citizens. So they are bringing a lawsuit against it to make them turn the records over and provide copies of these 42 books that are being deemed pornographic. So the school board, yeah, so let me me make sure I understand. So the school board's got this pornography lessons that they're trying to push to the kids and they wanted to hide it. But this parent parental organization was like, oh, no, you don't. And they sued. Yeah. And that's in Broward County, which is your Miami area. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. 
It goes on. Montana Attorney General, however, rejects critical race theory as violating federal civil rights law and provides solid legal rationale for banning the theory in schools. 26 states have taken similar action, but none of them had the backup that Knudsen had provided. He maintains that this anti-racist program is actually racist, which we know, yes. and violates the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment and Title IV of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. He noted that the National Museum of African American History in Washington, D.C., states in its website that the traits of whiteness includes individualism, objectivity, hard work, progress, politeness, delayed gratification, and decision-making. Wow. So, all, I guess. So I guess, so I guess their implication is people of color are, are rude. They're not nice. Yeah. Among other true. things. Okay. Wow. It does. <laughs> all right, and, 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 and to think, excuse me before I let you move on, and to think that there's black people that are okay with that being taught because you know, they, think really, it, they think it furthers their cause somehow is crazy. Yeah. I really think that a lot of the African leaders that we've, we have seen on TV – are speaking out against this whole concept of CRT because it it makes them feel less than normal, less than what they should be, and that they can't ever achieve more than what's given to them by the white people. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's, there is a rising up in the black community. Good. We need more of that. Yep. Then we got some couple college crazies. A racist rock, <laughs> which was huge, weighed a couple of tons, is removed from the University of Wisconsin after the Black Student Union complained it was racist. Chamberlain Rock has been on campus for almost 100 years. It was named after the university president, Thomas Chamberlain, uh, thought to be over 2 billion years old, but in 1920, it was described in a local magazine with the N-word for large black rocks. Now the blacks saw it, somebody saw it, and so they want the rock removed on a statement made in a local <laughs> magazine. Okay, a rock... People are upset over a rock. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to want to tear down, you know, Robert E. Lee at Lee Circle in New Orleans, which is, you know, it just been there forever. It's where Bacchus rolls by at Mardi Gras. It's one thing you can't stand to see Robert E. Lee. But we're talking a rock. A rock. Yeah. From 100 years ago and a little thing <laughs> that put the N-word in it when they described the black rock. <sighs> Too much. It's the crazy. governing board of California Community Colleges, that's local for us, has approved two new requirements to graduate. All students must take an ethnic studies class in order to graduate. And this is, un, this is filled with CRT dogma. Mm-hmm. All 116 campuses must incorporate diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as so-called anti-racism in their employment procedures in the future. Frankly, that means discrimination is now legal for yes. hiring people to work at the colleges throughout the state of California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going backwards. Yeah, yeah, well, and that's yeah, but the, yet, but yet they call themselves progressives. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. When really all this is about ultimately is you know there's there's nothing. It's all a, a, a communist play, right? Ultimately, that's the end game, and there's nothing progressive about that. No, they want to indoctrinate and. They, we got to stop them. At least yours are rising up, taking place. But there's still a lot of momentum. We got to stop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after giving an interview about his public post calling for the killing of Christians, a far right professor 
at Kirkland Community College in Iowa, brags that his strong affiliation with Antifa, that he would not have any consequences uh, in his life. But then, to his shock, he was learning that he was fired from the school, <laughs> which I think is good. Get mm-hmm. rid of him. Yeah. He is teaching kids with this attitude. Here's what he stated. He says, quote, seeing what evangelical Christians are doing to this country and its people fills me with rage, and I want to see them all dead. Ugh. I mean, good grief. Wow, that's frightening. Attitude of a professor in a college uh, in yeah. Iowa? That's, yeah, that's absolutely frightening. Um, you know, it makes me wonder, though. So he was fired. He's probably still going to get a pension. Um, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But excuse me for interrupting, Bob. Before we move on from that, think about this. We've got, we've got a professor saying this. Meanwhile, yeah. the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI and the DOJ is, you know, still passing around pictures of little old ladies in MAGA hats um, anywhere within walking distance of the Capitol on January 6th are considered terrorist and, and a threat. Where is the right. investigation into this person? How about somebody break into into his house and see if they've got a Lego set of a church somewhere, which is going to show that this is somebody that wants to go and burn down a church and kill Christians? Yeah, how can you say this kind of talk and not be arrested? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're about- gonna, yeah, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna declare somebody a terrorist because they walked into into the Capitol after the cops opened a door for him, then clearly this person should be considered a terrorist and a threat to Christians and should be arrested. Absolutely. Wow. All right. Well, listen, on that note, we're going to take a break because you have more to share with us, right? I do. Okay. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring Bob back. And then we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. Got a hero or a stink? Give me a buzz. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Yes, of course, we were talking about food after the break. Hey, it's Friday night. <laughs> I know, which is usually my pizza night. Well, for some reason, I'm totally craving a burger. You know what? I was talking about burritos with you moments ago, and yeah. now since you mentioned burger, now I have a burger on my mind. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm and i suspicious of anybody who ever eats a burger without cheese. Bob so what are you Wal- bringing me back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Walters, please tell me. I've, I've, I've shared many a meal with you. I don't think it involved burgers, though. Please tell me that you put cheese on your burgers. Mm, I used to, but I don't need more. Uh, stink so. of the week. Bob. Why? Well, Pat, why? What? What is this? Are you? Are you suddenly anti-cheese? No, I, I just uh, put enough other stuff on my hamburger. I don't need to add cheese to it as well. So uh, anyway, I don't. Okay, I don't even know where to go from there. Take a. Okay, let's get back to schools. <laughs> all right. I think the hero of the week should be that girl who quit. Who oh, she's my nominee. Week. She's my nominee this week. But feel feel free to share the story if you want. Well, that's all right. I got other stuff here to cover, but right. I'm glad you got her on the list. Yes. All right. So go on. Tell us what else you got this Colorado week. Colorado resident Justin took her 16 year old son to the gun range to teach him how to shoot and have proper procedures in his behavior. Okay. But when she posted a picture of him at the range, the school district reported to the police that he was a danger. The police <gasps> came and interviewed, <laughs> and they interviewed her and her son, Nate. The police agreed and left. She, she then gets a call from the school that says he's been suspended indefinitely 
for suspicious activity and compromising the safety of everyone on campus. She must now prove her son's innocence of, of a threat assessment hearing, which might take a few months to arrange. Meantime, they refuse to give her any of the homework that he could use and do while he's on suspension. Wow. This is one of the craziest stories I think you've ever called in with. <clears throat> I mean, people, parents have the right to teach. I grew up in the South. I mean, I didn't, you know, go around shooting guns, but, uh, you know, as a kid, but a lot of my friends did, including girls. They went hunting. You know, I, you just couldn't get me in a duck blind, right? Um, at 3 a.m. I mean, you could get me out fishing at 3 a.m., but, but you couldn't get me out to, to do any kind of hunting. But this is parental rights. I, I mean, I've talked about how in high school, half the boys rolled up in trucks with, the, you know, loaded gun racks in the back. I mean, this is just, you know, parents have, a, have, a, have had a right in this country to take their kids and teach them, you know, gun safety and teach them how to use a weapon, right, on the gun range and practice yep. shooting and, and hunting and you know, and in fact, this is a part of our culture back in the day when they would go out and, you know, catch food and to think I'm that people, right. And the what is, go ahead. The principal of Seneca Elementary School in Baltimore, Maryland, calls police to check the child out as a potential danger when he noticed the kid's BB gun on the, on the wall behind his desk when he was on virtual class. Wow. <laughs> he was accused of bringing a gun to school, even though it was a virtual class. The 11-year-old boy is a Boy Scout, and his mom, a Navy veteran, had passed down her knowledge of gun safety. The BB gun was needed to get his merit badge and become an Eagle Scout. Police came to find that the charge of guns around the house was not true and that the child was not in danger, and it was an unloaded BB gun. The principal did not apologize at all for his behavior of calling the police. Wow. This is tyranny. This is complete tyranny. Hanging on the wall, and they call the police to have him arrested. Oh. Wow, wow! Meanwhile, I'm sure if the kid was, you know, smoking a crack pipe like Hunter Biden on a Zoom class, you know, they'd be cool with that. Oh, I'd be fine. Oh sure. yeah. <laughs> Good grief, Bob! All right. All right, I don't know. How, I don't know how you top that story. Carry on. All right, I got Nicole Solis inquired with officials of the South Kingston School District what curriculum they would be exposing her child to when he's about to enter kindergarten. She asked several times, they decided to sue her and to get a temporary restraining order against her. She refused to give her this information that was, was, that it was private and they would not give it to her and not subject to disclosure. She feared her child would be taught politically charged materials rather than real subjects. She's still suing, but now has a $74,000 bill to fulfill the record request she made. She went to court and they said, well, okay, but you got to pay the, the school district to have the copy of your child's uh, curriculum. $74,000 they demanded, and of course, she didn't have it. Uh, it's just an attempt to wreak havoc, an attempt to harm the, uh, the mothers who stand up for the justice of their kids. Yeah, it's tyranny. It's bullying. Uh, you know, the, these these unions are out. Of, I've said I said many years ago that these that these unions in general, especially the teachers unions, they're little Marxist communist societies and they have complete control. They're little collectivist, little dictators, and they've got complete control over us when we the taxpayers should have the control because that's who's paying the bill. Yeah, and they control most of the school districts, which is really dangerous. But we're working on it. We're going to try to get rid of it. Yeah, you are. All right. Go governor who signs a bill, <laughs> this is interesting, suspending math and reading proficiency 
requirements for high school graduates. They no longer need to learn pass any test in regarding math or reading to graduate from high school. Just think what kind of lesson they've learned to be able to function effectively in, high, in the adult world at a job or a profession or a college. I mean, is this just, I mean, it, 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 what's the point? Is, is this just them because they know that they don't want to teach these things. So they want to spend all their days teaching how awful America is and CRT and LBGTQ. So they've done this now so that they don't have to bother to hire teachers. They can hire anybody now to come and stand in the classroom and just push out, you know, anti-American, you know, racist garbage all day long. How convenient now for the schools, right? You don't have to have a test because that would show that they didn't learn anything. Exactly. Now they've just rubber stamped and the excuses, I guess. I mean, I can't I, I can't imagine what the justification is for not teaching when the whole purpose of the kids being there is to learn. Um, yeah. You know, are they and that now with no SATs, I guess they're supposed to go into college. And, and what's next? Are the colleges now going to do away with any kind of testing or any kind of requirement? Require any test to get into college. And they don't learn much in college, except they end up with a hundred thousand dollar student debt. I think you, I think if you you send your kid to any kind of college or university these days, you're crazy. Yep, I'm afraid so. Yeah, yeah. I, I see no point in it, unless well, it, unless it's med school, unless it's med school, something like that. But even then, you look at where the AMA is today, denying, uh, you know, denying, uh, you know, science that, you know, I, it, that's become completely politicized. I don't even know I'd pay for a kid to go to med school. Yeah, the law schools are doing the same thing. Yeah. Parents outraged after a black principal segregates students based on race at Mary Lynn Elementary School in Atlanta. Black students were in rooms with black teachers and white students were put in rooms with white teachers. A mother wanted her child to be in the white class, but the teacher told her she would be isolated from the group and refused to be moved. A case was filed by the mom with the U.S. Department of Education Civil Rights Office. So, so excuse me for interrupting. I want to make sure I understand. So they were segregated and a black mom wanted her black child to go in the class with the whites and she was denied. Right. And it's a black principal at this school. So why they why they worship segregation when they've been fighting with Martin Luther King against it for 100 years? I, I don't understand. It's about subjugating. It's about subjugating white people, and to as part of CRT to tell the white students that there's something wrong with them for being white, and that you know, and it's it's. I know. It's I, become, I can't it's, say. I can't say really what I what I what I think is ultimately a play here. It, it's about subjugating white people and declaring somebody else a, 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 another group superior. I'm afraid it is. In recent months, several Southern California school boards have been forced to relocate or cancel their meetings because of planned discussion about ethnic studies led to threats of violence by what they call right-wing extremists and racists. They use aggressive rhetoric as a way to bait a response from the other side. As a leader of the Anti-Defamation League said, the only people coming to these meetings and speaking up are the far-right conspiracy believers and outright white racists. <laughs> They're talking about the parents and mothers who come to talk about the curriculum being forced on their kids. Mm. Nothing about real parents coming to speak is mentioned or acknowledged. Wow. So, just pathetic. It is pathetic. Anyway, I again would like to urge your listeners to think about getting a hold of the uh, schoolchoiceinitiative.org because it's coming out in a couple of weeks mm. and you need to get your name on the list so you can get the petition 
and start circulating it. Absolutely. In fact, Larry Elder stepped in it and made a, a kind of a boneheaded comment about Biden in the election, but he is supporting your initiative, California yeah. School Choice. Absolutely. He is. Yeah. The group would be wethekids.us. That's a group that has books and class and, and historical information to help parents tame, train the kids about Americans' history and be proud of it after school. So at least you can do something to ebb away at the, what's being taught in these leftist schools right now. All anyway, right. well, Bob, that's all th- I- well, that's all you got, man. You this was one of your your best uh, weeks because you had some crazy, crazy <laughs> stories. I shouldn't be glad about that, but it's really eye opening, and we've got to be aware of what's going on. We've got to we've got to recognize the successes so we can put a plan of attack, and we've got to see what's going on. Um, you know, to 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 stop the insanity of what's going on. Yeah, I agree. All right, thank you, my we dear. Don't lose everything in this country. Yes. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, honey. Now, y'all stay tuned. We got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay. Spelled K A Y E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, rolling into our wrapping up the week with uh, Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Um, you gave me an article today with your nominee for Hero of the this Week. Is my, uh, this is definitely my hero. I think this is great stuff. Yeah, Governor, of, um, G- Governor Henry McMaster uh, signed the Open Carry and Training Act in Greenville Friday, which will allow South Carolinians to carry concealable weapons like a handgun openly little contradiction there uh concealed weapons openly um with a training permit the bill was originally passed by the general assembly in may he says it's an area that's really about uh, about responsible gun ownership as well as exercising their second amendment constitutional right absolutely Amen. absolutely one of the things we need to do is everybody needs to go and buy a gun and buy um you know ammunition to go with it because what i talked about at the open of the show and not, it's not because I'm advocating violence, but we know that, that the plan is to disarm us. That's one of the reasons why that kid was targeted for having a BB gun and a Zoom. Let, we know that that's the play. And we got to make it as hard for them as possible. And with the rise in crime, you better be able to defend yourself. Okay. So especially women. So I saw that today in that story. I'm like, you know what? There's mm-hmm. strong moral characters still in this country, if you look. Right. Um. Nominee for Stink of the Week, of course, is the entertainment industry in Hollywood. Uh, I can't remember. I know I saw an article today. I can't remember the name of the actress who left the set today um, because um, she I, I, uh, she refused. I don't know if they were pressuring her. To, I, I don't know the circumstances, but she quit. She quit the set today. She she quit an acting job uh, because of the forced jabs. Well, like right? you and I were talking about, there are more conservative people or leaning conservative in Hollywood than people would think. Right. And there's uh, there's probably also some far left Democrats that are reading reports like out of New Orleans that is implementing some vax passport where there's actually a report of some local fashionista fashion blogger who had been vaccinated and died from covid after getting vaccinated. 
right? Isn't the so, vaccine supposed to protect you, Andrea? Exactly. So, and there, and I, and I've also heard at, a, at, at up in Hollywood that on set, which may be why this this gal left. I got to further research this, but I'm I'm hearing that uh, up in Hollywood, up in L.A., that on set. They are talk about what Wayne Allen Root was talking about, that the star is, you know, segregating the unvax from the vax is that they're actually making them wear badges. And segregating them on set. Which may be why that gal left the set. And if that's the case, good for her. Yeah. So I got to dig into that and see her name. And and we need to we need to, to support people. We've got to be prepared to stand up and be willing to sacrifice something because compliance is literally destroying this nation. Last year, we, first of all, um, if Trump doesn't start coming out against this tyranny that's going on, he can forget even having a chance of me voting for him in 2024. Because let me tell you something, as I've said many times in the show, I didn't do this show to advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for ideas. I advocate for freedom in the United States of America. I started doing this show because when I was given the Communist Manifesto as a 17-year-old freshman political science major at LSU, I read that and it became my quest as an American to stop because I could read even at the age of 17. 17, I could see that what was going on in that communist manifesto was exactly what the left was trying to get over on us, right? I'm, I'm glad so, you brought that up because Donald Trump, I never thought I would say this, is my stink of the week. He's not even the nominee. He's the stink of the week because with all that's going on, Andrea, there is zero excuse for why he is not talking about these issues on the daily basis. And if he's not willing to do it, like you just said, he does not, if he does decide to run, he will not get my vote. He should be coming out and saying, the greatest mistake I made as a president was the day I went with Fauci and, and shut down this country for 14 days because I handed over the, the freedoms of Americans to deep state communists in this country. This was never about science or health on their part. Don't get me wrong. He's a great guy. Dude, time to speak up. Right. And don't get me wrong. I've said many times it's a real virus, but we have been lied to since day one by the communists in this country who saw the opportunity that they that they have been looking for to uh, to immediately take us over and turn us into their communist nation. And Trump participated in that and enabled it. So, yeah, he's 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 at least a, a nominee. Um American Express is a nominee for Stink of the Week because, it, you know, as a corporation, the the internal discrimination, discriminatory and racist programs that they're putting their white people through to the extent to where they're telling white employees that they're not allowed to speak or interrupt a black person who's talking, that, that, that basically elevating anybody of color over a white person. And by the way, American Express, what are you going to do when you got an Obama, somebody who's half black and half white? What do you deal with that? Or what if you've got somebody you don't know, right? Which box did they check? Oh, that's right. They've got their scale, which where they, you know, check all these different boxes so they can try to figure out what category you're in. That's some major stench coming out of corporate America. Another nominee of mine is Amy Coney Barrett. Who Trump was so, so in love with her. And what has she done for us? Nothing. She's no better than Kavanaugh, no better than Gorsuch. We don't have uh, we don't have a conservative majority in this, on the nope. Supreme Court. Um, another nominee is the Republican Party because where are they? Have you heard it? In, uh, Republicans speaking out on mass against the Biden administration for even entertaining travel travel papers 
turning no. us into 1938. No. Yeah. Uh, Hero of the week. Um, I, I, Laura Morris. I, I'm going to give it to her because she. There's been very few teachers that have spoken up and spoken out. That and was she a courageous did. act. And she said, and and especially as young as she is, she's clearly late twenties. Couldn't be. Couldn't be more than early thirties. School board. I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your training. I quit being a cog in the machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas to our most vulnerable children. And she's crying as she's saying this. Yeah, because this was her chosen career. This woman has given up, kind of like the actress up in Hollywood. I don't know if she's given up her career, but this is, this is somebody who's sacrificing for freedom. What sacrifice has anybody in the Republican Party made for our freedoms today, given what's going on? They're kowtowing. For power, to keep their position of power, selling us down the river. What sacrifices, uh, you know, um, are, are, are many celebrities making? All I'm saying is I'm tired of saying the, the name Marjorie Taylor Greene because she just keeps coming up as somebody that keeps standing up. Where is everybody else? Although when I read Wayne Allen, Gre- Wayne Allen Root's thing about 1938, um, she ended up apologizing for actually raising that that um, parallel herself years ago uh, months ago conservatives need to stop apologizing right because it's true newsmax is happy to quote quote conservatives that don't really speak the actual truth yes liz weather it's outrageous but why is it outrageous because it's 1938 that's why it's outrageous who in conservative media today has reported on the army national guard running ads to hire people for internment camps for Americans, which is clearly what it is. Nobody is. Nobody. What, where, where are these so-called conservatives in media? What are they willing to sacrifice? They're not they're, they're You know, Liz is, steps right up to a line, but she didn't cross it because she might lose some podcast followers. That's not going to save this country. I ain't going to save this country. No. Sean Hannity, the biggest names. In media, are they willing to sacrifice anything? He sold his soul, man, for Fauci last year. He's he's got he's got like he owns like four hundred homes, man. You can afford to sacrifice a little something. You really need to keep that gig when you own four hundred homes. How about going out with a bang, man? By speaking some truth and getting up and walking off the Fox News set, telling the Murdoch brothers where to stick it. Love you all. Peace out. Have a great weekend. See you Monday.